0: so it wasn't too bad
1: get the park with holiday lights la 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 bring the fam and see the sights la will be s'mores and holiday cheer it's the best time of the year la 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 la
0: six flags holiday in the park lights walk through and drive through tickets as low as 29.99
2: La 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 la, la 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 la. Hey, happy holidays, gentlemen.
1: <laughs> Merry Christmas. Hey. Merry
2: Christmas. Merry New Year.
3: Hey, New Year. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, that's a 2011 Six Flags generic commercial for Hallelina Park. And, um, you know, we're going to talk about me and Scott went to Hallelina Park. So, we'll, we'll kind of give a quick recap on it. But, uh, it's all accurate still as of today, except uh, yeah, no more, no more driving through the park. That's all done. They don't do that no more. So. <laughs>
3: yeah. It's not hard. I don't
2: know. It, I don't. I don't know if any of them are doing it now because most of them were doing it, it. Like six, our Six Flags did it in the park. So the reason they're not doing it anymore is because remember it was doing. They were basically doing that during weekdays, yeah, and then weekends because they you know, they don't want people driving through the park, right? So yeah, they that's, didn't, that's a disaster <laughs> waiting to happen. Yeah, that's, awesome. yeah. that's but I think. I think it's the staffing. I think, I think to be honest and not to jump ahead, but I think it's the staffing, and that's why they got rid of it because, you know, then they don't have to staff. I mean, this whole year, they cut down to two shifts. You know what I mean? Like, their schedule is basically trying to accommodate not three, but two or one shift now because now they're even doing 12 to eight hours. So mm. um, I have a feeling they were just like, eh, we don't want to open Monday through Wednesday or Thursday. We'll just open Friday through Sunday, and they can see the pretty lights inside, you know? <laughs> so, but. Anyway, hello, welcome to episode number 25 of Some Great Adventures, a podcast where old friends who met and worked at Six Flags Great Adventures in Jackson, New Jersey, talk about our days in the park. As usual, our podcast is made possible by our friends at the Shared Universe Podcast Studio. We're recording via Facebook Live, so the video version is always available on our Facebook page, and the audio version will be available on all major podcasting platforms within a few days or whenever my lazy ass gets it loaded up. I am Steve Hicks, and my co-host are... Scott Loudon.
1: Chris Peluso. Andy already.
2: So, fellas, it's also not just happy holidays, it's happy anniversary almost. In two days, it will be exactly three years to the day we did our first podcast. Really? What? <laughs> wow. Oh. Three wow. years. In two days, wow. that is our first podcast anniversary. Yeah.
0: Wow. Happy you know, I was just talking about it the other day. I was, I was you know, we we're working on like, a podcast thing for work. And I joked. I was just like, "Yeah, we started off. It was gonna be wasn't gonna be live and no video, no video, no video." And it was like first day. It was like, "Yeah, we're doing video and we're going live on Facebook."
2: (laughs) (laughs) Already. it was so great <laughs> to be clear i didn't even know we had the capabilities to do that yeah. when we hired the shared universe podcast studio and me and scott did oh, the yeah. first one in studio and all of a sudden Ming just launched everything and i was like oh shit we live <laughs> 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 so, the funny part is that really changed my mentality because originally i was like i had that like the the, the crappy b directors mentality Ah, we'll fix it in the post. It's all good in the end. And then I'm like, oh, shit, there ain't no editing. Everything we say is here forever. Yeah, it's there. It's, there. it's there. I mean, I have a nephew that every so often I think just misses me, so he'll bring up and listen to an episode. He hasn't listened to him all the time, you know? And sometimes I sit there and go like, uh, I don't know if I wanted to hear what we said. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Too funny, man.
1: So good. But happy anniversary, guys. Happy it's been anniversary, yeah, happy feeling. anniversary. It's
2: been awesome. Um, you know, speaking of friends, uh, we had our Friends Giving, which we have every year. And it's funny because so we generally usually do it at the Chapter House here in Howell because that's kind of the base for most of the people that have been going for so many years. And that's where we started it. Our first one was at the Chapter House. And I kind of laugh because it's the same exact day every year. It is the day before Thanksgiving, and it's almost always at 7 o'clock. I don't think we've ever changed the time either. I think it's always been 7 o'clock, literally since the first day. We've been doing it for, like, I mean, honestly, like 35 years, somewhere around there now, you know? I think we've only missed a one year due to COVID. I mean, and, you know, attendance is always higher or lower. You never know. You know what I mean? Um, But what's so funny is, like, now, like, some people will text and be like, why did I get invited? I'm like, everybody's invited. Like all (laughs) we do is we call the chapter house every year. uh, Well, Somebody was supposed to call this year and pass it off to somebody else, like the day before. We won't get into that, but anyway. I just saw Scott start to smile. I
0: think
2: we who are talking about here. We'll let that one go. <laughs> <laughs> one of our awesome friends, Kathy, called the chapter house and
1: said, Hey, Kathy.
2: Even though she was not originally assigned. But it's so funny because all we do is we basically call and say, Yeah, we'll probably be 15 to 20 people. And then whoever shows up, shows up. This year, we had like 30 plus people. Like, it was wow, awesome. Yeah, we posted the pictures up on the Facebook page. And you can see, it was like, you, the main dining room, We they just gave it to us. We filled the whole thing. Nice. Like, absolutely filled it, which is awesome. Typically, we're in that room, but we only fill like two tables, two really big tables. This time, they were like, yeah, you get your own room. Which was cool. And, you know, they never have a lot of people and they have a secondary dining room. So they don't really care for them. I think it's a like a massive bonus the day before. I was going to
0: say, they must love you guys. That's a great yeah.
2: thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the check this year was like almost two grand. So sure. they did yeah. good on us on the night before the holiday. You know what I mean? But, yeah, um, yeah it's pretty cool. Um, I started, I went through and I started finding all the older pictures. But it's funny because, you know, in the first ones we had, nobody took pictures. Nobody had cameras. There was no camera film back then. Nobody even thought to bring a camera. So right, um, right. I I will say, if anyone has older years pictures from the, from any of the Friendsgiving events, send them over to us so we can load them to the page. I found one picture from 2011 last night that I could not even believe I found. So I'll wow. I'll add that one. But I, I created a folder on our Facebook page. I started throwing them in there. I think I had the last five years up there and then like a couple miscellaneous in there. So 2011 was kind of a good find, but. Um, uh, it literally, it looks, just looks like a couple of us in the background, big Tony Rosa pointing, you know, <laughs> so, but, <laughs>
0: nice. but yeah,
2: fun turnout. Um, anyone listening, you know, look, if you're a friend of ours and you know us and you live in the area and you want to show up, show up, <laughs> we're, the, the chapter house isn't going to turn you away and we're not either. So, however, if one of us fired you and you have a vendetta, it's on Tuesday, every year. <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> just take a number
0: (laughs) maybe it should be on Festivus so the airing of grievances they can all come in
2: no no I have a feeling that as supervisors there's a lot of people that have grievances a lot of grievances grievances. the pizza strength I'm going
0: to come out broken
2: I now envision a line of people, and everyone steps up. I've got problems with you. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of problems uh, with
3: I imagine like a line of people in airplanes. Oh yes.
0: That <laughs> that yes. Yeah, man. A lot of festering. It's been festering for years.
2: <laughs> Someone comes in with their control card. How did you write me up for this? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Think of the chain of events that that started in that person's life, Steve. <laughs>
2: You might be right. Oh
1: shit!
2: <laughs> Maybe it was a positive. Though. Never uh, that's right. I always felt like if I fired you, you deserved it, and you're going to a better place than this. You know, you <laughs> earned it, and hopefully, you learn and go to a better place.
0: That's not. right. If you
1: want to do it. I felt I owed it to them. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, you—that's the right mentality.
3: Yes. Yeah, the only supervisor I ever saw fire people, and they were like thanking him and shaking his They did. At yeah post- booth, like I, kicking them out. Because
2: I was never a dick about it, and I made it very clear from the very beginning. This is not personal. And a lot of times yeah. I would literally tell them, like, you're still invited to our parties. I have no problem with you. You are a great yeah. person. However, Mostly. why yeah. did you dispatch that fucking train with the person crossing? What the fuck? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah it was pretty cut and dry, like what you would be fired yeah. for. And pretty yeah. much everything else, you know, would get would like get let go, but
0: absolutely. Yeah, and there's you nothing what, you can do it about to it. Crazy for a while, Re- retention became more important than a lot of things. Like, it was just like, it was almost difficult. Like, this guy, like, took a shit on the platform. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you know, he had to go. Yeah, but nobody showed you know? up. He it. had to go. He, on he, did it on the, he didn't do it on the guest side. You know? Of of was like that, I, was that,
2: behavior. I was just about to say, however, I did see in the follow up when they were when the union rep was there and said agreed with us go ahead let Andy and let follow fire him I did see in the, in the person's written statement but Andy wouldn't let me take a poop no one would come relieve me and I had to catch cars by myself <laughs> I thought that's what the pit was for on the west side <laughs>
0: Somebody told me a story about the pit <laughs> No, but yeah, I usually I usually got a handshake out the gate, you know, like I did too. It, it was fair.
2: It, it had it had purpose. They earned it. You know, I only had one person, one person as I was walking them out, say, if you say one more word, I'm going to punch you in the fucking face. And it was so perfect because I didn't know her name, but it was I, we were right at the security gate outside of ops office as he said it. And as he said it, there was this little security guard there. Because remember, it was always usually like like the the ladies security guards that would get that oh, because it oh. was like kind of an easy spot. You don't have to worry about fights or anything. And my yeah. in my mentality, I think that's why they did it. You know, I'm not wow. saying they weren't tough because no, this chick was tough. Yeah. And she heard him say it and was like, and then I will punch you in the face and get a lot of security around you. And I was like, and then I walked him through the gate. I didn't say another word though because again. I wasn't there to instigate. Yeah, you know, I was actually so. trying to be nice to this dude as I was walking sure. about. He said that and I was like, you got it. yeah, Because oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm never going to see you again, probably. Well, you're so. you're
0: headed in the right direction. So it doesn't really matter to me at this point. <laughs> if you were going that way,
2: you know, you're going in the right
0: direction. So I don't, you know. You know, good. Thirty-five say. years later, in 2024, he's like, "You've been owed this bunch of things." <laughs> man. We're on the list.
3: <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Oh my god, love love too
2: it. funny. Um, yeah, Friendsgiving was great. What'd you think?
3: It was great. Loud. It was a lot of like a ton of people, like twice as many as normal. So it was. It was definitely a big turnout. I, I agree. I um, think they give us that room because we're so obnoxious and loud that they don't want to else. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to dispute that. That's a possibility.
2: <laughs> um, we're not that bad, though. I don't think we're that bad, but I don't know. You might be right. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm right. <laughs> you might be right. Yeah. I mean, they
0: would do that with my family, so, you know, I mean, I would right. expect it. I would I would, I would. I'd
2: probably encourage it, you know. <laughs> you True. know? True. Wow. <laughs> All right, let me know if you guys can see my screen. I can. Yeah, there we go. Yep. All right. So so this gentleman, uh Michael uh Alavencia, posted this on Great Adventure connoisseurs. And I, I think that this is a, a good one to bring up about Great Adventure because you know, I don't think I think they get a lot of negative and I don't think they get enough for the positive stuff they do. And this guy posted this, and, and he's right, like they do a really nice job for Veterans Day and no one even really thinks about it or knows about it or anything. And uh, and I love that he was like, I came for the eagle. I honestly don't even remember this eagle being a thing. And and when I looked at his pictures, I'm like, holy shit, that eagle's really cool, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
2: And I'll show you a better picture. But as you can see, the eagle's pretty damn big, and you're going to see how big in about a second when I switch to the next picture. But I also like that his little add-on, If you look on that right-hand side, and I'm going to go to the bigger picture, he saw where they were lighting the bottom of the cars on the cable cars, which I don't remember them doing in the past. And I don't know. That's not a maintenance car either. So I agree with him. If they're Never doing it to it. all of them as an add-in, that's pretty neat.
1: I mean, Bring I don't know back which- the light just- on the mine train. What's that? Bring back the light on the mine train.
2: Yeah, exactly. They should do a lot more lightings. It feels like. I almost feel like maybe because they're redoing the big wheel. And I mean, we all have to assume it's with LEDs because that just makes no sense to redo it and not the LEDs. But I feel like maybe they suddenly figured out, holy shit, we can do this with other stuff. And maybe that's why we're seeing it on the cables like this. Now I think it'd be really cool if the cars did different lights so that when like they're at, like when all the cars are on the, on the cable, you see like, you know, almost like Christmas tree lights, different colors blinking and stuff. I hope they do stuff like that. It's not just like, you know, yellow lights and that's it.
1: But it's got to so, be a nightmare to make sure that's all charged every day. Oh yeah.
2: well, yeah, that's true. Um, Unless somehow these are are powered through the wire,
1: yeah, which
2: is a possibility. You know, solar. That, or the it could solar be they are very big on the solar now, so it could be solar too. And they're like, we're going to talk about they're going to do they're doing an EV too for the cars. So they're definitely trying to get a little advanced technology. So hopefully. But that was just a neat thing that he posted that caught my eye and I thought was really neat. But um, look at the look at the fountain and how cool is that? And for people that are listening to this on audio, this will be posted on the Facebook page. Um, so you'll you'll be able to see all the pictures there. But uh, and full credit to this guy for posting it. That's why I made sure his name was there. I want to make sure he has credit for it. Uh, that is pretty cool. And also, I like that the characters came out with like, you know, the American flag colors and everything. I think that's really neat, too. Nice. They do, the, uh, they do a whole little thing with the trucks and everything. They do a little write-up on it. Pretty Yeah, pretty nice deal, man. That's kind of cool. And then, they you know, at night, it looks really cool against the backdrop of, like, you know, Skyscream and the big wheel and everything. Pretty neat, man. I thought that was just kind of cool. So I just wanted to share that because I thought it was just a neat thing that, again, they don't get enough credit for the great stuff they do that they don't really highly advertise. You know, like when they used to do the 5Ks, which I think they are still doing, even in our part. You know, I went, and I did that as a, as, you know, I, I, I wasn't definitely not running when they were doing a podcast before, but as a, as a, my job actually sponsored them. So I got to go out there and do it when they were doing a Susan G Coleman one. And, uh, you know, again, they didn't get a lot of publicity for that either. And they were doing that for many, many years. And I feel like there's so many things they do that unless you work there or you're very local and you go all the time, you just don't know about it. So I want to give them a little shout out for that. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Let's dive into, since we started it with Holiday in a Park, and it is the holidays, uh, let's dive into a little bit of recap of our visit to Holiday in a Park. I will do something I don't normally do. I will, I'm going to regret this. I will pass it off to Scott for his opinion of Holiday
3: in a Park first. Hmm. (laughs) I mean, it's cool. cool. Like, the lights, they did. I thought they did a really good job with the lights. They didn't skimp out. They, like, really went all out. Agreed. I mean, I went through, like, a rolling thing by me. Like a car drive thing and the lights were nowhere near as dense or as well done i was like and I, we paid like 50 bucks for that car to go through there. I'm like that i yeah. did the
2: same thing um we got a black friday special for the pnc lights which ironically i don't at this point in time we all know we talked about this in a past episode years ago like it's funny we can actually say years ago we've been here for three years now but wow. we talked about um how great adventure and pnc lights were all the same people originally it was the same one like well i don't even remember at this point now it's been so long but one of them stole that company basically re- hired that company to redo what the other company you know what they were doing for it was either uh, when they did pnc's great adventure called reached out to them and then hired them to duplicate it for great adventure or great adventure or pnc did it after great adventure had them but basically that same company did both light set i'm sure at this point great adventure is just doing it on their own because they're not doing a drive-through anymore; it's just in the park, and it's the same setup they've had for the last few years, as far as what they do. However, kind of like Fright Fest, they've been doing it for enough years now that they cover the trees and lights. They do all that, and I, I put a lot of pictures up when me and Scott went. Um, so you could, you know, if you look on a Facebook page, you can look at our visit. And you can see those pictures, but um, <clears throat> they had they had a ton. They had like like their their trees are fully covered. So when it does become nighttime and the lights are very visible um it is pretty and the park is covered in them so i I agree they definitely Mm -hmm.
3: do a good light job yeah i'm giving props like well first like they closed half the park off like right at the game square they half the park nobody gives a shit about like they closed that part down and they had all the big rides on the other side of the park open so all the coasters were running so it wasn't like you know other times we've gone like half the stuff wasn't running like yeah i was pretty lame but this was good everything batman was running and somebody like Shit on Batman, Chris. They said that ride sucked, but. (laughs) Oh, I got to talk to that kid. (laughs) (laughs) They had Retro, they had Jersey Devil, they had Joker, like all the big rides. And I think pretty much all the small rides were running while we were there that day. So that was cool. True. Uh, And
2: that's a good point. And that's something I was going to talk about, too they did actually shorten the park for holidays in the park. So traditionally, you know, it goes up to the Western, and they just block off the Western section. But now everything past the, um, the, um, the game square the, was closed. Yeah. Recently. Carousel is where it ends. Basically everything beyond carousel going down <laughs> to the West is now closed off and they do not use the house area anymore. So when we did the drive through, you would actually, because the park was closed, it was only open for the drive through the drive through would start in a parking lot right in front of Scream Machine. You would go in the Scream Machine area, and then you would actually drive through the whole park, and they would have all the characters for each section. Because every section has their own characters, uh, their own Christmas characters, like their own Christmas princesses and princes they would be out there in those sections waving to you and everything, but it's kind of like the safari. They're the animals. You stay in your car. (laughs) You don't mess with them, you know, and (laughs) you drive through and it was beautiful. Like they did an amazing job. You would end up coming out right near where the Fest house was. Okay. So you end up coming out all the way on the Eastern side and then you would park there and go in a back gate from the parking lot of the Fest house. And you would go through the back way and basically the regular house spot where we used to have our, like, GA, you know, our, like, employee events, that would be where they had, like, all the holiday dinner stuff that you can get, and then that, the one next to it, the tent next to it, was set up as, like, Santa shop, and it was fantastic, and then they had, like, you know, cupcake trucks, and they had the s'mores pits and all that, that whole thing is shut down, and all that got jammed over into the eastern side, and most of it is right around the front gate now, mm-hmm. um, the one thing I was a little disappointed about is that, like, when we went the first time, uh, me and my lady, and we did the drive-through, we actually got a picture with Santa because the Santa's shop was so cool. And there was, like, elves outside. It was kind of neat. Nice. Well, you guys know how when you go up to the fountain, you look to the right. That's where the keyhole photo used to be, and that's still where the digital photos are. And then there's that first tiny little merch shop right there. And it's the one that Gary said he used to work at when he was in yes. merch.
1: It was like a and, little magic shop?
2: Yes. Exactly. The old magic shop, which now is just a tiny little merch shop, that's where Santa is. And that's where they put a queue line. So you get your picture with Santa. It's
3: like Santa's hut.
2: Yeah. And it really became (laughs) like Santa's hut. We didn't even bother going in because the line was big because the thing is so small that it looks like, you know, I mean, granted, you could still only get so many people when you're taking photos, but it was like, it just seemed like it wasn't just like really small to down a little bit. And that that was, to me, that was a little disappointing. I thought the Fest House was a really great place for it uh, because it had its own bar plenty of room for the s'mores pits when you're not around people. Mind you, the mentality back then was COVID and not having people near each other. So right. and now it's not that anymore. So now they're like jam them in, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah. But um that was a little disappointing. uh not in a bad way though. I mean we didn't go in so it might have been just been fantastic. So I don't want to make that sound like we're shitting on it. Just it was a little surprising. Right. Um the other thing that is a little weird is that um so it runs November 24th to January 1st. Okay. Um, it's basically like weekends only. However, the park is full. It, it's open every day from the 22nd of this month all the way through the thir- through the, the first, okay, except Christmas Day. So even Christmas Eve, it's open. And the hours are 12 to 8 with the exception of January 1st, which is their last operating day. It's 12 to 7 that day. Um, the bad thing about that is it's getting dark here at 430. And now they're closing oh. at 8. So you're going there for a light event because in all honesty, that's the spectacle. I mean, they have other stuff. They actually have very, they have a lot of show stuff around here. And our friend Chris Bassett's over in the comments and he's already questioned about the, the, one of the shows, which we'll bring up in a minute. They did change some of the shows and they removed one of the biggest shows that everyone seemed to love. I mean, online is like going nuts about this. There's a show called frost and it's not there anymore. And, uh, it seems like a lot of people are really pissy about it. Like, like not happy. And it was a really good show. Um, that's one that we didn't see. So I don't, I don't have an opinion and I doubt you saw it too. Did you? Nope. Yeah. So, but I can tell you right now, I know from the last couple of years that people would always constantly say, it's the best show. It's great. You have to go see frost. So we just didn't have time when we've gone, but, um, they definitely changed on the shows. However, I will say that they had like March of wooden soldiers, type guys on stilts walking around, um, right right on the side of the big wheel um where that that big restaurant used to be is now they opened up a cookie shop for mrs santa's cookies where they had like christmas cookies and stuff and like cocoa and all that in like a little like kind of like a food truck and behind it they had uh, mrs santa's story time so santa was there like like you know mrs santa with mrs Klaus was there doing um you know stories and stuff you could bring your cocoa in there with your kids and it was kind of like hay bales and all that they have that um The old laser tag right there is now set up to be um, um, a Hall of Mirrors, um, and it's a crazy Christmas Hall of Mirrors with the elves. And it's, I don't know why, but it was free when we went. So we were, and I saw that online. Someone was like, you don't have to pay for that. You normally do. So we were like, all right, let's go in it. It was actually super fun. And in the middle of it, they have an elf DJ. There's like this, oh. preaching and she's like, she's like, don't stop moving, but she's jamming out. And we were like, I looked at Scott and I'm like, if they had beers in here, we'd be happy. Like, this is awesome.
1: You know,
2: you'd have a massive rave dance party there, but it was pretty cool. Um, it was like
1: a missed opportunity for a Krampus. Uh, oh my God, <laughs> I'm
2: actually I'm kind of bummed that they've never, as far as I know, they've never done a Krampus thing. It certainly goes straight from fest to holiday. And you would think, like, oh, my God, it's such a perfect melding of the two holidays. And at least do it the first week. You know what I mean? But, yeah, I've never really seen that. Um, Because Game Square is not open, they have limited games open. But I will tell you, those goddamn big-ass life-size bananas, all kinds of Santa bananas, elf bananas, gingerbread bananas, I'm like – what is the banana thing? Like they're everywhere. Wow. <laughs> and yeah, the worst is my dumbass does not eat any of this. As a fifty-three-year-old male, it's like I want the bananas. <laughs> <It's far away>. <laughs> <laughs> they're actually really cool, man. They're cool. I'm like, you know, if I'm having a bad day at work, I can cuddle up to a banana and feel better. It'd be my comfort banana. You know, would <laughs> like to cuddle
3: up to yes.
1: a banana. So, what a brilliant yeah, idea, for whoever came up with that. <laughs> Just keep a warehouse full of bananas and then just keep changing the hats. Honestly,
2: yeah, maybe that is what they're doing. Well, I will tell you, they're actually fully dressed in their outfits. So yeah.
3: it's more than a hat, dude. Like, they're wearing vests and everything. Yeah. It's like an inflatable thing, and then they just probably change the sleeve on it or whatever. It ain't
2: inflatable. Those are stuffed. They're stuffed? Those are stuffed,
3: dude. Really?
2: Yeah. That's not an inflatable banana. Those are stuffed bananas. Yeah, that's why they're cool. You know, if they
3: were inflatable, I wouldn't give a crap. You know? How do you know it's stuffed? Because there's people...
2: I'm going to repeat what I said before. Why do we have him on here? We only need three, right? We don't need four. have to change the logo. so much work. That is true. Uh, anyway. Getting away from Scott. <laughs> um, what do we call it? So uh, what else? What else? What were my comments about here? Um, I went through Santa. Um,
1: <laughs> what kind of food do they have at this thing?
2: Food was fantastic. I will tell you, the food was actually really, well, <laughs> okay, not for us, but for everybody else, the food was fantastic. So they have um, they have one place that has holiday funnel cake fries, they're like, it has uh holiday sprinkles and raspberry drizzle on it. They have holiday Binets, which I was like, oh, they finally got into the banet area, you know, um, topped with chocolate, caramel, or raspberry drizzle and sprinkles. They had holiday cupcakes in multiple locations and holiday cookies everywhere. Like almost anywhere you went, yum yum grannies, holiday cookies were there. Okay. The, the trucks, they all had holiday cookies. Um, they actually had um whatchamacallit in yum yum palace, they had holiday turkey sliders. OK, which at decently priced to $13.99 and came with fries. OK, and it was like a, like four little sliders that came with um, turkey stuffing, gravy and cranberry sauce, like a standard turkey sandwich, like most Thanksgiving turkey sandwich. They also had meatloaf slider, wow. holiday meatloaf sliders that were like the same type of thing. They had bread pudding bites. Um, they had pecan pie, obviously the cookies. Now, here is my one complaint. As a vegetarian, they really didn't have a lot for me, though. I mean, now that they condensed the park and almost every other eating place was closed, you were really forced to either eat at Yum Yum or Granny's or one of the food truck thingies that they had, which were not, anything was really vegan friendly. However, my chick is, I'm not vegan, I'm vegetarian, but close enough. My chick will eat turkey and, and like, you know, chicken. So I was like, all right, I'm going to get the turkey sliders. And we were there at, like, they closed at nine when we were there, nine or eight, nine. They closed at nine. And we decided to go eat at, like, 5. Because we all we all got to the park at, like, 3. So we go over there at 5. We're like, plenty of time. You know, we should be good. They were going to meet us after we ate. We order the turkey sliders. Everything's good. I walk up, wait for my food. And the lady leans in and goes, yeah, we're out. We have nothing.
0: <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm what? take
2: the turkey off and give it to my chick and eat the rest? And I'm like, okay. So I end up eating. like, And I, at this point, I, now I'm like, do I – She's like, I can refund you, but you have to go back over there, which now nah, I don't want to deal with any of this because there's a big line behind me. So I'm like, can I just get double fries? And she's like, yes, absolutely. So she gave me like this massive mountain of freaking double fries, which I which was cool. And
3: then but, they all showed up and ate his fries. And
2: then those guys showed up and I was like, everybody eat the fries because I can't eat all these fucking fries.
3: <laughs> but
2: yeah, that was a little disappointing, um, you know, but overall, I will say their food stuff was really good. Drink stuff was fantastic. They had the polar pub where they had like, um, spiced eggnog. They had, um, special holiday wines. Um, they had, uh, you'll fireside cider, uh, and cookies again. (laughs) Um, they also had holiday spirits at one of the locations. And that was the one that we went to where they had, they came in these special blinky holiday glasses, which we did get, we each, we, me and my lady each got one. I got the bah humbug. She got the apple pie. Hers was nice. apple cider, ginger ale, spiced rum with cinnamon and an apple slice. It was awesome. Nice. Mine was bah humbug, sour apple schnapps with triple sec and sparkling wine champagne. They also had a peppermint patty, a Jack Frost and a gingerbread man. They had five different mm-hmm. ones and they were actually really good. The bartenders were very fast. We we didn't wait a long time and we had, we had you know, it was me, him, James, so we had a you know, an order, you know what I mean? And we were out pretty quick. Um, They also had, which I wanted to get, but I didn't get it. They had um, holiday spirit cocktails, which were like whiskey and simply lemonade with cranberry and cinnamon. And then they had a cup, they had like another flavor, but I don't remember what it was. And they came in what looked like the cups looked like a Christmas ornament and they lit up and they were really freaking cool. They were like, you know, holiday in a park, like logoed and everything. Um, they were pretty badass. They were twenty dollars. Um, I did want to try it, but I, I just didn't have the time. And also, I was like, I don't want to be hammered in Six Flags. It's not a good look. I try to do one drink and stop. I know my limit, you know. But I'm in a park, and where, where where people are going to like be like, oh, there's that podcast guy hammered, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you're not eating a lot too. You said there wasn't dragged a lot of-
1: away by security.
2: Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I had a hundred pounds of potatoes, Chris, so I think I could have probably drank more. You know, that's true. That's true. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: the display windows, because I am always Andy, a visual merchandiser. Now, thanks to Denise Hobin, <laughs> the display oh, windows my. were actually fantastic. They did a really, really good job. Um, I was laughing because um, Scott daughter was with us, and, and we walked by a uh, skee ball barn, and the windows actually looked nice. And I was like, "Oh, look, somebody's got my job." <laughs> You know, because oh, literally that was probably the only window I ever actually merchandised in that entire nice. place my entire year of full time. Ridiculous. No.
3: Um,
2: let's see. Um, I gave a negative about the lights. That was a little disappointing because like we got there at three and you basically had to wait two hours. And what's really weird is they they just, I guess because they're on solar, they just have everything on all the time. So the lights are mm-hmm. on. If you look close, you can see they're on, but you can't see anything. Right. But when it got right. dark it was really nice and really pretty I give them that um let's see what else did I have to say um If you lose me I'm in a monsoon over here <laughs> Are you? It's, it's raining here but it's not that
0: bad yeah it's crazy outside
2: <laughs> not yet. Yeah. um we we so they also had <laughs> so here's it's funny I have the diamond pass. Uh, that's what I got with their, you know, their big special thing that they did. Their cheapest pass ever this year. I got the diamond pass. We talked about that in the last couple episodes. Um, one of the perks I got, which I love, is once a day, every day, all of last month and all of this month, I could bring a friend for twenty bucks. I just log into the website and it drops down, and I pay twenty bucks, and that's it. They're in, and it automatically goes onto my pass. So when I scan my pass through the app at the front gate with them, they go, "Oh, your friend's good." And they just that's your set. So it's so seamless and well done. And at 20 bucks, I was pretty happy. So my lady got in for 20, which was fantastic. But that was really good and very seamless. It really was very easy to do. Um, So (laughs) they also had a hayride again. So the hayride went the same place as the first one. It was only two wagons, apparently. That's what I found out through the comments people have made. And um, whereas the fest one, the, the, the Fright Fest one was for basically kids, it was a massive hit. This one wasn't such a hit, okay. This was <laughs> called Douglas's Jolly Joy Ride. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: How was that Loudon? <laughs> 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 and it's it's described by the park as family fun holiday hayride featuring sing along of your favorite holiday carols. Line may close early due to demand, 1 o'clock to 9 o'clock, 30 minutes after park open, 30 minutes before park closes. Okay. Um, <laughs> we saw it when we got there because Scott and Alyssa went on the, the Joker ride and it drives by there. However, we it was just that's the path it drives by. and We didn't really see anything that looked like hey, Roddy, You know what I mean? Like it would interest us. Saw one wagon go by while we were waiting for them to come up the ride and the people looked kind of miserable so immediately me and my lady were like we're not doing that <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't they're not looking happy right so <laughs> we yeah we passed we were like okay so here's what's funny there's this dude on on uh one of the facebook groups um great adventure connoisseur his name william mahoney and right after we went he posted this I'm not going to read all this stuff, but first of all, he did not shit on the park. His post was very positive. He he goes over the same stuff we just went over. Very complimentary. Everything that he's saying is great. He said the exact same thing. He went to the, the Main Street Ale House, and they served the beers the fastest. And he's like, I don't care if the boardwalk area was closed. I think that by condensing it, it was a better thing for them to do because now – all of the, the decorations got jammed into a smaller area, so there was more decoration. I agree with him. It looked great. Like, the, decor- the park was decorated beautifully, and it kind of did feel like maybe they had more to decorate with because they jammed everything Ooh. into one area. But then he finishes with, okay, now for my only, only complaint. The Hayride is the worst thing to ever exist in a theme park. And When <sighs> I say that, I mean it absolutely, literally sucked. We were so blown away by how bad it was that we spent like an hour on the drive home combing through the deepest depths of our brains <laughs> to try to remember anything at any theme park ever that was executed worse than the hayride, and we could not find anything in our head that was worse. <laughs> wow. Immediately, I'm captivated. I'm like, oh, do tell. I want to read more now, you know? <laughs> and he goes on to say... <laughs> After watching them get stuck in the mud for 40 minutes, thankfully, I had a beer in hand so I could watch the shit show and laugh from the queue line. We finally got it got on well after an hour. They didn't tell the woman on our trailer the password to her phone to log into the Christmas music, and they didn't text her back. So she did not know how she didn't have any access to the holiday music. We're supposed to be playing. She did try to sing the songs, but she didn't know any, not her fault. She didn't go into this thinking that she would have to sing to us. One kid was Googling Christmas songs after a while and telling her the words. Our ride was an awkward hayride. Need to say it was also in the dark. Here's where they really failed. There are zero Christmas lights once you get out of the park and you're heading towards this wiki matter and i'm saying this he didn't write this yeah basically once you're out of the park where the lights are for everybody to walk around they didn't put any lights up so now if you're in the nighttime show which you think is going to be the best thing in the hayride right yeah, That's what of course. If else, i don't care about the christmas carols the lights will be cool and we get to go to this wiki matter <laughs> right no <laughs> he was like there are zero christmas lights he goes i guess there's a moral of a reindeer on the side of a dilapidated garage but they forgot to light it up so we really couldn't tell if that's what it was (laughs) um this ride probably has the highest staffing requirements of any ride in the park for holidays in the park and it literally is the worst thing so we don't know why they did it and um then he goes on to you know say a couple more things um about it and everything and then he ends it with again This is, I I do not take this away as the park being horrible. This is my only negative. I really thought I had a great time there.
3: I bet I know why they did it. Because, like, they probably got, like, a deal. They got to keep two of the tractors from, like, the uh, the Fright Fest thing for a couple, for another month or two. And they're probably like, oh, let's do something with this. Maybe. (laughs)
2: Well, also, think about it logically. The Hayride is, like, another ride. And it draws people to it. And as he said, he waited an hour. Mind you, 40 minutes of it was because they they weren't running. They were stuck in the mud, but it it takes it's another queue line when they've closed a quarter, like three quarters of the park and they don't have very many rides running because they really didn't. They only had east side rides. That's it.
1: But no I lights. Think I mean, about like, put some lights in there. It could be the uh, best attraction. Thank
0: you. I was going to say, the four of us on a work crew on a Monday could have I done agree. it in about four hours, could have gotten something up. You know, put a bunch of
1: those inflatable things in there. And, and that
0: would have just been
3: yeah. Andy and Steve stuck, sat in the truck and made fun of us.
0: Exactly, <laughs> Loudon, but we
3: would
0: have
1: yeah. got
0: it done. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> After lunch, they would have shit on it. And we would have made it better. Right.
2: It's
1: all good. <laughs> the reindeer's lights aren't twinkling.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, check every bulb. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of my favorite things, though, is that this is why I love the Facebook groups. There's like a lot of them, okay? But I, I've kind of cut it down to follow the funniest and the best ones because. I'm trying to get it to where I'm finding ones that give me the best information, while also the ones that make me laugh the hardest. And this one is specifically all about our park, so it does make me laugh. The comments are always great. Yes, the Hayride was awful. These are comments to his post. Yes, the Hayride was awful. My kids were wondering when the fun was going to start as we were <laughs> headed back to the park. <laughs> the next one. Separate person. The hayride could be cute if they put some effort into it. Even a single damn strand of lights leading the path would make it feel like a ride. And not that you've been taken hostage deep, deep in the Six Flags (laughs) woods. It (laughs) would be expensive to buy some bells for the riders to have them participate in the songs. They could even make that money back if they set up a little stand and sold cookies as you boarded. Seems like they stuck a wagon on a mud path and slapped a festive name on it, which this one made me laugh even harder because I'm like, I think I just pointed out there were cookies everywhere in the park except the Jolly Hayride. You know? <laughs> oh, oh, man. Uh, uh, and then another person put the transmission on our tractor kept grinding the gears and stalling out. The engine caused, causing us to wait for off road assistance multiple times. Somebody else added to his yeah, that was both tractors. The trannies were about to blow. <laughs>
1: That's because they taught that person 15 minutes before it opened how to drive a tractor.
2: Bingo! I knew you guys would get it. That's why I was reading that one. And then my favorite is the last comment I saw was, <laughs> I'm in line for it right now, and these comments are cracking me up. I'm thinking I need to leave.
0: <laughs> nice.
2: Oh my God. And then, oh no, wait, wait. There was one more after hers. This one made me laugh even harder. Update. One tractor into the woods. It's not come back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds kind of horror-ish, you know? It really does.
2: There's the That's Krampus.
1: scary. Exactly. Right? There's the
2: Krampus. Oh, my God. You know what, though? How cool would it be if one section of the Jolly Ride had a Krampus section? And But they said yes. it. Like, yeah, this make me matter. Make it a Krampus. Section. But say, you know, there is a scary section for kids, just so you know. Yeah, yeah. Instead of Jolly, kid? what was his name? Jolly what? <laughs> oh my god yeah what the hell is it named jolly douglas douglas is jolly jolly Douglas. You know, jolly douglas
0: is probably wearing like jason's uniform from the, the horror nights and they just put like a santa beard on him or something
2: That's you know? the, <laughs> you know, not, i didn't even i didn't even think about that or check in to see like like or even look up why they named it that i have no idea why it's named that way off the top of my head right now i'm, I'm sure if we thought about it for five minutes we could figure it out which we're not going to do but I have no idea why they named it that either. So now it's something I have to follow up on because now I'm curious that you're saying that. Yeah, man, um, Douglas. <laughs> here's my only negative thing. And this is not a Holiday in a Park thing. This is a GA thing. But they decide to do it at the launch of Holiday in a Park, which is the Grinch and the Krampus fucking thing. Six Flags decided to do what they saw other parks doing. And they put, they didn't hide it. There is absolutely a sign up on the windows. Okay. And I don't know if you guys can see it in the camera, but this side is on the windows, okay? And basically, they're now adding a 99 cent surcharge applied due to increased labor and supply costs. Now, here's here's the fucked up thing about this: it's a 99 cent fee per. So someone would immediately say, and some people did say, "Why don't you just raise the fucking prices? Why are they adding a surcharge?" There's a good reason for it because if you raise the prices, okay. You're getting it per item and people will be really pissed off depending on what you're buying. Right. However, because if you raise the price, 99 cents on every single thing in the park and you're buying sour cream, that's 55 cents. Well, you just really got fucked. Right. Because they oh. just parked it up by twice. Yeah. However, it's a per transaction fee. So if I go and I buy my potato pancakes or, you know, during uh, Oktoberfest, which is what I generally eat every Oktoberfest, we go there because they're fantastic. But I forget to get the sour cream. And I go back, the extra sour cream is 50 cents. Nope, not anymore. It's a dollar forty-nine, because every transaction has 99 cents added to it. Apparently, if you're on the meal plan, you, you don't get hit with it. They're, they at, at somehow reimburse you back on it so you don't end up getting hit with it per transaction. But if you're not like us, we got hit with it like I did. I ended up paying an extra 99 cents to not get my turkey sliders and eat a uh-huh. double mounting of, of, of french fries. And other parks have done this, too, and it's kind of a scumbag thing to do. But the reason I, I don't – first of all, I don't think it's a scumbag thing for them to add it in general. If that's what they want to do, it's no different than the crazy, wacky shit they do with the season's passes. Where I think it's a scumbag thing to do is that they did it for Holiday in a Park is when they launched it. You're literally open for another goddamn 31, 32 days. Not yeah. even that when you count the weekdays you're not open. No. Why the fuck would you not wait till like well, like opening day in, in, in 2024? Probably
3: because it was a test yeah. people would
0: about it. And then like, but they
2: oh, know they're gonna bitch about it.
0: So that's many ways to solve that too. Like, you know, you don't do the surcharge on anything. You know, you look at your beverages, your waters, your sodas. Maybe you don't do it on that, everything above. So you don't get hit for your sour cream. You don't get hit for your small items, you know. But if you, thing, you buy something larger, that's where you get hit. And then at least avoids that, you know. Oh, I forgot yeah. this type of thing, you know. Um, yeah. yeah just don't give a shit.
2: <laughs> <We understand, laughs> and, you know and, but the launch date really does piss me off. Because I feel like that is a screwed goddamn thing to do. That, like, that actually
0: needs yeah, it as well Maximize
1: the caring. probability of the small, you know, time of the year that they run this thing. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, yeah, I don't, I don't like that at all. Um, that kind of made me mad. I I, honestly, again, I'm not mad that they added it. I'm just mad that they added it now. I'm like, I to be a little smarter about that.
1: Yeah, but that makes me mad. Any place I go to, I see that. I mean, when did labor not become uh, a cost of doing business, you know? Right. Okay, yeah, it's like
0: just just figure it out, but don't show me any sort of surcharge or anything like right. that. You know, just figure out your food cost and all that and then and, and work it into the price. You well, know?
2: for an amusement park to use that as an excuse, saying it's for labor and, and supplies, is like that's what your fucking ticket price is. That's, that's what
1: their expenses are. Exactly. You know,
0: and you don't charge $3 for a cheeseburger at a theme park. Exactly.
3: And most of their employees are not even, like, in this country. They are brought here on visas. So it's like, yeah. it's definitely food service. So it's like, who are you kidding? Like, they're not actually, you're not paying them minimum wage. Like, yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. And I didn't mention it, but uh, opening day for them
2: next year, March 16th. Saturday, March 16th. That's their opening day. So I meant to mention that at the beginning, but I just forgot. The <laughs> <So, laughs> Other thing. That we did uh, get to see, which I did post up and I sent you guys a picture separately because I know sometimes you guys never log into Facebook. But um, I did post that they do have, as you're walking into the um, park, in front of front gate, a life-size glamping tent. And it was awesome. Like, I can't say anything else about it. It was fucking awesome. So they also put up, like, a bunch of signs explaining what was going to be the offer. No pricing yet. Still no pricing, but they do say it's 20 ultra-luxurious glamping accommodations, meaning there's 20 different cabins available at one time, okay? Um, so, which is kind of cool because you know you're only dealing with 19 other families if you get one, okay? Right, right. It, it's, it looks like it's in the giraffe area, so it looks like you will have access to the giraffes basically at all the time. I don't know if that's really how it's going to be, but that's how they're kind of presenting it and making it look. They're not being open about it yet. Um and if that is the truth, I mean
3: actually in the area. I think it's in the
2: area. Yeah. I think it is in that giraffe area. I think that's where it's gonna be. Um, I don't know how that's gonna work. I don't know if that's even accurate, but that's what it looks like. Um, that would be pretty goddamn cool though, to wake up and have a baby giraffe sitting there while I'm drinking my coffee. I'm not gonna lie, I think that'd be pretty goddamn awesome. I I I love the animals, I think I'd be neat as hell. Um they, they do have an, a layout of it, but you can't really tell how it is as, or, or even really where it is on the, you know, as far as in the safari. Um, they have three different types of cabins. The Kingfisher is the one that was there. I'm pretty sure that that's what it was because um, that's when it that sleeps up the Um And it looked like the same porch um, that, that they have. They have the Kingfisher, which sleeps up the four. They have the L-shaped Shaka, which sleeps up the six. and has um, an L-shape, so it has a bigger porch. Then the extended shaka, which also sleeps up to six, and it just looks like it looks like it's just a regular building as opposed to an L. Um, so I mean basically the same size as what I'm getting out of it. They all have private kitchenettes, bathrooms, fire pits, VIP dining. There's a bar, there's a jacuzzi and a spa, um, and there's a conference and play, meeting place. So if you know, if 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 I'm a businessman taking my family to go glamping, I can actually go into the conference room and still work if I have to, if I'm that kind of guy, you know. Um it looked fantastic i am not gonna lie like if you go onto our facebook page and look at the pictures of the of the sample up there if that is the actual thing it's pretty fucking cool full right. fresh everything full full running water um it looks like they have wi-fi um you know it looks like they have everything i mean it's literally all the the modern necessities in there and everything in interior looked really really nice
3: Come on up, Andy. We'll do a podcast from there. <laughs> I,
2: I'll be honest. I would yeah. definitely do that if you guys came up. I would do glamping with all you guys. We could definitely get the one of the, one of the bigger ones and knock that out. I would do it. I mean, we're already we? – you could book it now. They have a QR code on the thing, and the QR code is on – since I took the picture, you could use the QR code on a picture I took that's on their Facebook page. Um, it allows you to go to their website. If you go to the website, you, could, you can uh, sign up now and be the first people to be offered You know when it's available to book. So I did that immediately because I want to see the pricing, and that's that's what they're going to send out first is the pricing, right. obviously. So um, we we kind of talked about this a little bit offline, and we were talking about our guesses for the prices. Um, and um, what were the guesses we all said? I don't even really remember. I have I have some of it here, but I don't have the ones we guessed. Uh, Andy, what was your guess?
1: Do you remember? Uh, I'm not sure, but thinking about it now, I'm thinking minimum you know, 500 bucks a night for one of those things,
2: right. at least in the prime be- season. Do you think it's 500 for the the look for the the building or 500 per person?
1: No, for the room, you know, for the yeah. for, for the smaller one. How many does it
2: on. sleep? How many does it one sleep? 4 for the, for the smaller one and 6 for the two bigger ones.
0: Oh, okay. I could see 200 to 250 a person, but a four-person minimum making it like $1,000 a night possibly because it's also the experience, not just the room, I'm guessing. You get everything. If you get the glamping, you get the giraffes, right? Yeah. So they're also selling that experience along with it. So yeah, I bet they go per person on it. You
2: yeah. absolutely, absolutely get to feed the giraffes during that experience. Yeah. Even if it ends up not being in that area, that is absolutely one of the things that they put down there.
3: Right. I'm gonna right. Say, that, those both of your reasoning sound logical, but it's great adventure here. So they try to like squeeze everything out of you. I'm going to say no less than 400 a person. Like, so 1,600 for a four person, 2,400 for a six person.
2: I, I was thinking close. I was thinking 300 per person is probably what they're going to go for. Uh, however, because you guys got me interested in this when Andy like posed, like, what the hell do you think they're going to charge for this? Um, I actually did a search and there was an article done in July 17th um, by a girl called Sally French online. You can look it up and it's the title is tent glampings on the rise. And so is what it costs more than a hotel room analysis finds. And she did a lot of work on on, you know, looking up what the current glamping sites were and all that type of stuff. So. Basically, this is, this is kind of a good recap of glamping as well, because I don't know what the fuck gl- glamping was. I mean, I, I kind of got it from the wording, but I'm like, what is it really? <laughs> like? I don't know what it is. You know what I mean? So she actually explained everything in a pretty good way. Glamping is a fusion of luxury and nature where tents are filled with plush pillows. Some even have private bathrooms with heated running water. Campgrounds typically are outfitted with fast Wi-Fi and such camping activities as pitching a tent and starting a fire are already done for you. But the blend of outdoor glamour with hotel comfort commands prices more expensive than those of high-end hotels. And then she goes on to say, the price you pay. U.S. National Park visitors in 2021 spent on average $351 daily per group on traditional lodging outside the park, such as hotels or bed and breakfast establishments. Parties who camped spent just $149 on average, according to a Department of the Interior 2021 visiting spending report. That's a 58% discount for visitors willing to exchange concrete for canvas. But canvas doesn't always connotate cost savings, that is, if you're glamping. For example, you might pay $650 per night after taxes and resort fees at Under Campus Zion as part of their glamping trip to U- Utah's Zion National Park this fall. Situated about 30 minutes from the park's entrance, the resort's accommodations include safari-inspired tents with beds, bathrooms, hot showers, and wood-burning stoves. I will say that is one of the biggest national parks that we have. That's the price that they had this year, and that's actually less on the accommodations and Great is offering. So think about that. Great Adventure is actually better. It's not wood-burning stoves. You have like a regular – you have regular everything there. You have a full kitchenette. You have a full bathroom. Oh. You have everything. So that's a little surprising. Um, She goes on to say, at Zion, there's no electricity, but guests can borrow USB battery packs to keep devices charged. The resort fee covers all you can roast s'mores, live music, and yoga classes. That's for the Zion one. Uh, That $650 covers the entry-level tent, which accommodates two adults via a king-size bed. The suite tent, which includes a queen-size sofa bed in addition to the king-size bed, thus better for families, can run $850 per night on autumn weekends. So this is based on basically two and four people on a queen size bed and it looked like they had an I mean sorry a king size bed and a queen size sofa bed. They have kind of this setup at 6 flags um but now that we're thinking about the prices I'm thinking we're probably looking at more like 6 flags will probably maybe have a fa- like a $1000 flat fee for one tent and maybe like 1200 for the others. I
3: can't That's not that a deal. They're way like
2: our We well, so remember deep. it's not such a deal if it's only a day per
3: day. I'm telling you, I I would put money on that. That's going to be like a minimum, like sixteen hundred for like a four person tent. Because so, I'm like, oh well, you're going to get the African safari experience without having to go to Africa. So it's going to be people are going to be rolling the paper, and a lot of people in our market will be rolling the paper, like New York, Philadelphia, right? True, making tons of money to down.
1: And- there'll definitely be add ons, like you know, yeah. some type of tour of the giraffe or safari yep. thing. I'm sure VIP tours, things like that, will be extra
3: frolic with the bad you know, it
1: doesn't include uh um, <laughs> or... <laughs> yeah,
3: feed the buffalo <laughs> you did that for free chris exactly <laughs> all you had to do is put your life on the line but... I'm not gonna lie. i don't i don't yeah, want
2: hey. yeah but i don't want anyone else to feed a buffalo that was our thing <laughs>
0: <Exactly. Star> <laughs> <leaves>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: um She goes on to say a bunch of other stuff about like a lot of stats, but basically her whole point was that because of COVID camping itself went up across the United States, across the world, but definitely across the United States by like 75% because it was the one thing families could still do and not be near other people. So there are there, you know, only be risk with their own family. So a lot of people went camping. She said glamping because it had to be done by a staff wasn't really happening at the time. But since COVID, since all the restrictions like released, camping's now gone down by about 20% since COVID basically like, you know, since the restrictions got released, but glamping's gone up by 75. Mm. So like glamping is the thing. So it's kind of like what people realize by camping during COVID is like, we like this, but we're old and we want the amenities of life. And we don't Mm want to not be able to check our phone. You know what I mean? So, and we want to sleep in a bed. And maybe have an actual toilet and not one we have to like deal with blue dye and stuff and you know, yeah, smell, you know, yeah. like with running water, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. the clamping is definitely on the uprise for sure. So, interesting though. I mean, I, I think it's one of the cooler things Great Adventure is doing, um, especially because I love the safari and I don't ever want
3: to see the safari go away. I mean, that's it's a th- huge, that's an innovative thing. That's a huge asset. The safari, though. massive. That was very smart on there
2: for it. I agree. It, it, it brings people in and it brings a new introduction to the safari that literally the safari since it's been there since day one is kind of taken it for granted now like there so mm-hmm. many every time we go there i see like maybe one car going to the safari and everybody else going to the park so i know the attendance can't be as great as it needs to be and that makes sense because if you think about it even when they close to weekends only the safari never closes they just because they only have to have like three people in there and then like the rangers so outside of that The safari stays open. It's open on weekdays, only for weekdays, but it's, you know, like only on like daylight hours. It's open like I think it's like, you know, 10 to 4 or something on weekdays, but it never closes, which tells me they just want to keep trying to bring in people. You know what I mean? And they need to because that shit can't be cheap. Animals are expensive as hell. I have two dogs and I'm like, Jesus, pay more for food for them than I do for my damn self. You know, (laughs) so imagine trying to feed like, you know, 85 water buffalo. You know? (laughs) Yeah, um, it also makes sense now more to me when I see the size of it and the scope of it, why they got rid of the drive through, why next year you could only go on the tour, because if you're going to have all these people paying all this freaking money for glamping, you don't want every Yahoo driving their car through there like the old days. You want to control everything with the net safari to a T, and the only way you can really do that is get rid of people driving their own cars in there. And making it be through the tour buses, so it's the first time that it makes sense to me why they got rid of that again. Because to me, that was like getting rid of drive-through uh, holiday in the in park. I was like, that's stupid. I still think drive-through holiday in the park was stupid. I I, I think I was more of a staffing thing than anything else. Because when they go weekends only, like they don't need a lot of staffing. And honestly, even if they didn't put the actors out there, like the you know, the, the the sectional prince and princesses, the lights are so damn good that they could still do that with just a Santa Claus area and make money. It's such a loss of revenue than not have the drive through anymore. But in a safari, it makes sense to me now. So um, any other things on a safari you guys could think about? Anything you guys, any, any thoughts you guys had on the glamping experience? Are you guys up for it? Like, I mean, am not, not, not even talking about like us going as a group or anything. Like, like, you know, like Andy, if Jackie was like, you know, I would do that. Would you be like, fuck yeah, let's go.
1: Oh, I'd rather do that than actual camping, for sure. Ah, me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. Which yeah, is. Yeah. Fun. But that's how I see. It. I don't see that as being like a, a vacation destination for people. I feel you know. I see most people using it just for one night, and yeah. more people local than traveling for this kind of thing. So, yeah, I wouldn't even say a yeah, long. I think it'd be week. like a cool thing to just go there, and like you said, go away for a one night, or maybe two at the most for a right. weekend. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, what do, are they what is their food offering? Are they are they gonna have any kind of restaurant it's open or anything like own. that? Yeah, it's
2: no, it, it says you have a VIP dining experience and it says it has a bar. Mm-hmm. They're gonna have a bar on site. It'd be cool if you had to go hunt your own, like, oh man, we had just uh, uh, a yeah, yeah. hunting, yeah. Food. Wow. hunting yeah.
1: experience. Yeah.
2: It'd also be cool if, if they if they're not really like like paying attention to how drunk people get at that bar and suddenly people are like, I'm gonna go pet a tiger <laughs> yeah. It's right over that fence. I can do it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so. We should do it.
3: Uh, the podcast thing.
2: <laughs> Actually, my cousin, We it's funny. I hung with my cousin and my nephew this weekend and uh, and he was and we were talking about the glamping thing and everything because he saw me kind of prepping for the podcast and, and he literally said, are you guys going to do one live from the glamping thing? And I was like, oh, we totally should. I was like, no, we don't usually do live ones like there, but yeah. that would be fun. Like, oh, my God. Look at the the dress poop. And don't look at the dress (laughs) You know what? Here's the thing. I agree. I don't think people will aim to go there specifically just for that. But I do think that if they see that as an option on a website and they're driving from out of town and they're only going to the park for one day, that makes sense to stay there overnight enjoy the safari glamping experience and then do the park the next day while their own stuff is just left in their car and then go home that night. So I think that's where they might make out where yeah. people are like, I could get the best of both worlds, a really cool safari glamping experience and the
3: park yeah. the next day or the day. Off. I mean, that sounds like a good one, but I could see tons of people with families who'd be like, Oh, I, I could just drive in a couple hours and do like a safari, like for the night with my family. And like, Well, that too. I could see a ton of people. That's my point. That's my point. I'm
2: saying there's two different types of mentalities to why you would want to stay there. It's not just for the safari experience, though. It's also like, why, why stay at a hotel like you know 45 minutes away when I can basically stay on site? And the second we check out of that glamping experience, I go right into the park.
3: And then there's like the uh you know the spouse looking to off their significant other who's going to go there. (laughs) (laughs) Feed their, their wife or husband to the tiger. We all wives. know who Spouse that is, buddy. We all know. Yeah. So. Kathleen would happily
2: feed me to the lion. Kathleen's like, like, she's listening to this podcast and she's like, to check our policy to see if it's covering Scott for lion death. <laughs> lion death. To be
0: that policy. To call them up. Tell me about this nighttime lion feeding. <laughs>
2: exactly. All right. More, More details. details. Exclusion
3: in my life insurance.
2: Yeah, for real. Our friend uh, uh, Chris just put. Remember when they had the laser show not too long ago? I, I don't remember a laser show. Am I? Am I forgetting? Do you guys remember a laser show?
0: Laser show? No, no, I don't remember. Nope. Now we gotta look it
1: up, Chris. Laser like, show? What during the summer? I, I remember a laser yeah, show. There was a la- We had yeah. a laser show. Like mm. a long time. Ago. I just to fireworks. Yeah, I don't no, remember. In the Great Arena, there was a laser show. And- oh,
3: laser.
2: you're totally right. That was a long time ago, though. That was like that was a long minutes. time ago. Yeah, but he's saying not too long ago, so they must have had another laser show. Mm-hmm. They must have found the laser they unit. They busted off the old lasers. Lizard. Yeah, they're like, hey, look at this thing; it still works, you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> or they bought some starlights. some boom starlights. <laughs> it's
2: got a, got a good deal on them. <laughs> I'm going to have to look that up. That's a good one. I'm glad you brought that up, Chris, because I didn't know they were doing another one. So we'll have to look it up. Um, that's interesting. All right. Uh, we did veterans. We did holiday. We did clamping. Um, let's see. Let's talk a little bit about something that everybody was buzzing about in early November. Uh, Six Flags did a press release on, um, what you call it, November 2nd. And then they hosted a conference call the same day. And the press release title is Cedar Fair and Six Flags, the Combine and Merger of Equals, Creating a Leading Amusement Park Operator. Combined company will benefit from expanded and complementary portfolio of 42 iconic parks, nine resort properties across 17 states, Canada, and Mexico. There is a strong financial profile and cash flow generation expected to facilitate investments in park upgrades expansions and new innovative offerings as a part of this um, uh, merger. So interesting, Cedar, Fla- Cedar Park and um, Six Flags merging. Um, it goes on, I, I highlight it when I think it's the most important pieces here. Um, under the terms of the merger agreement, which has been unanimously approved by the boards of directors of both companies, Cedar Fair unit holders will receive one share of common stock in the new combined company for each unit owned, Six flag shareholders will receive 0.58 shares of common stock in the new combined company for each share owned. following the close of transaction. Cedar fair unit holders will own approximately 51.2% and six flag shareholders will own approximately 48.8% of the combines combined company's fully diluted share capital on a pro forma basis. So let's break that down a little bit. Um, the first title that they put in there, the first bullet point they put, a, a successful amusement park operator with complementary portfolio of attractive assets. This is, this is one of their reasons why they're doing it, okay? The combined company will operate a portfolio of 27 amusement parks, 15 water parks, and nine resort properties across 17 states in U.S., Canada, Mexico. The combined company will also have entertainment partnerships and a portfolio of beloved IP, such as Looney Tunes, DC Comics. Peanuts and that'll allow them to develop engaging new attractions enabling enabled by compelling characters, environments, and storytelling. Okay. All agreed. That's a plus. Literally, you're gonna combine all these parks from these two major park companies. Okay, that are just parks, a lot of other stuff. Okay. Um, and you're gonna get all of the IP. So that's absolutely true. You're gonna now, now six flags gets something at peanuts, which is a cedar park thing. So like when I go to King's Dominion over in, you know, uh, or King's Island over in Ohio, I see a lot of like well, even Dorney yeah, Park has peanuts. And right. Dorney too, because that's Cedar, yeah, because it's theirs. Um, I see all the peanut stuff. Well, now we can have some peanut stuff and they can have some superhero stuff. So cool. That makes all sense. Okay. The next big bullet point is diversified footprint and guest experiences. This is a good one. Cedar Fair and Six Flags will have minimal market overlap of park operations. And the combined company's complementary geographic footprint is expected to mitigate the impact of seasonality and reduced earnings volatility through a more balanced presence in year-round operating climates. That is absolutely true. That means that when you combine those two corporations together, you have enough parks that are in environments like Florida that can run full-time and not be screwed like we always are because of the goddamn harsh winters in New Jersey. That mitigates out the parks that are hit by winters, by weather-related stuff because of seasonal changes. That is smart. Uh, The portfolio will include diversified experiences for guests, including safaris and animal experiences, campgrounds, sports facilities, luxury lounges, enabling the combined company to better meet rising consumer demand for varied and engaging entertainment options. Bing, bing, bing. That almost makes me think that obviously this didn't just come around today. You don't get a merger that is expected to complete in the first quarter of 2024 that you suddenly just started talking about in the last eight weeks, okay? So this has probably been going on for at least a year, and this is probably... One of the things that pushed them into thinking about doing the Safari, which is why I wanted to do this after the Safari glamping conversation. So that's smart. And I hope that that was something that they brought up as a combined thing, because if you're going to merge these companies, I hope they come up with more innovations like the glamping thing in the Safari to try to not only help the revenue, but also make the parks better. You know what I mean? So that that's a positive, too. I don't see anything wrong with that. Here's the one that uh, 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 I'm reading between the lines on. And mind you, I could be wrong here, but I don't think I am. Under the heading, Significant Cost Savings and Revenue Uplift Opportunity. Ding, ding, ding. That should be a red flag. Anyone reading this section, okay? Following the close of the transaction, Cedar Fair and Six Flags expect the combined company will benefit from the significant value created by total anticipated annual synergies of $200 million. Approximately 120 million of these synergies are expected to be related to identified administrative and operational cost savings, which which the companies anticipate realizing within two years following the transaction close. You're fired, mofo. Boom, 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 boom. I think some of us remember the premier days (laughs) when premier came
3: in and suddenly... how many full timers did we get cut down but to? That's the thing. I mean, the full timers—you can't get rid of like the hourly, but who wow. cares about the full timers?
2: But that's exactly what Premier did. Yeah. Premier demolished. What was it, Andy? Like three quarters of the full timing staff. Oh released. yeah. You know that is clearly what is written in here. This is exactly how private equity companies run, and that is exactly what they're going to do to be able to get that two hundred million. And say 120 million is going to come through the changes we're going to make in the next two years. That is absolutely going to be through merging roles into one person that are traditionally done by two to three people and getting rid of people that they feel are redundant staff. Like, "Ah, you know what? Yeah, you don't need 17 managers. Five can do. (laughs) let <laughs> take your five most wait not your most senior your most junior because a senior
3: make a lot of money
2: take your five most junior <laughs> they'll handle it fine and get rid of all those other guys and look at all the money we save
3: you know everybody listening at home i'm the only one here who was never a full-timer so
2: that is true <laughs> that is true um I think everyone that's listened to enough of these episodes understands. (laughs) (laughs) No argument there. (laughs)
0: Um,
2: So approvals and closing is the last section I'll I'll go into, really. Uh, The merger is expected to close in the first half of 2024 following following receipt of Six Flags shareholder approval, regulatory approvals, and satisfaction of customary closing conditions. Approval by Cedar Fair unit holders is not required, obviously, because they're going to be the majority shareholder. Six Flags' largest shareholder, which owns approximately 13.6% of Six Flags shares outstanding, has already signed a voting and support agreement. So they already kind of have the, 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 you know, it's already stacked a little bit to get through. Okay. But if it gets through, uh, you know, obviously, you know, it, it might be a little less fair for the six flags people than them that's why they need the approval which is standard on anytime time you're not doing an equal 50/50 which is rare anyway um i will note uh under about cedar fair they do say um they own and operate 13 properties consisting of 11 amusement parks four separately gated outdoor water parks and resort accommodations totaling more than 2300 rooms and more than 600 luxury rv sites Cedar Fair's parks are located in Ohio, California, North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, Pennsylvania, Minnesota, Missouri, Michigan, Texas, Toronto, and Ontario. Six Flags, currently the world's largest theme park company, has twenty-seven parks across the United States, Mexico, and Canada for sixty-two years. Six Flags entertain hundreds of millions of guests with world-class coasters, theme rides, blah 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 blah. We all—if you're listening to this podcast, you know what Six Flags offers. Why are you listening to this podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so. Uh, the one big thing that they do have in some of their write-ups is that there is absolutely talk about enhanced season pass programming and optimized flash pass and fast lane programming. And basically, um, they're saying season pass holders represent 55% of 2023 attendance for both Six Flags and Cedar Point, but most only visit the park one to two times. And that makes sense because that's that's me. I'm in that statistic. I get the season's pass. I've been trying to make an effort to go three or four, but honestly, I generally usually go Fright Fest holiday in the park and I try to go in the spring and maybe three and usually one of them doesn't happen. So two, that's usually been what's happening. So yeah, they're, times. yeah, they're absolutely right. Um, the rollout of combined seasons past programming, providing access to all parks of combined company in, enhances customer value while increasing potential utilization and in-park spend versus out of home entertainment alternatives. And then they also want to offer a fully optimized flash pass fast lane program that would be just like the season's pass, meaning good at all parks. I love that this is the first year I bought a diamond pass and I paid, I think 120 bucks and I can go to any six flags up until January of 2025. I'm in any six flags park period in, in the United States. I I think maybe outside the United States too, but definitely the United States I have access to. You're going to add all those Cedar park ones as well. I'm pretty happy. And since we have more parks in Cedar Park, they're viewing it the same way for the most part. A lot of people are saying like, wow, like the season's pass is definitely if they if they optimize them together, that's a huge deal. And I agree. That is absolutely fantastic. I hope they do that. Um, we'll see. I don't know if they will. But they are. It is on the blueprint right now for them to do that. So and since they both offer that already, I don't know why they wouldn't. It's definitely a, a perk. Um, and it, they realize that. And like they said, they'll drive attendance up. And it's true because if I travel, if if I'm in Texas for a while, you know, for business, Andy, don't think I'm not going to hit you up and be like, look, man, I can get in that park. You want (laughs) to go? Like, come on,
1: let's go. I don't even know know. what park they own in Texas. What is that, Andy? You mentioned the article that Cedar Fair owned a park in Texas. I don't even know what park that is.
2: So, funny you should say that. So, on a separate page, I brought up, um, if you look up, if you look up what parks are currently in Cedar Fair, there is a site called themeparkcenter.com that constantly updates and they do list out all and they have actually an article, all the Cedar fair park locations easily explained. <laughs> so um, let's see, let's see if I can click on it. Ah, it shows the Texas, but it doesn't, it doesn't let me click on it. Yeah. They, well, first of all, they own Knott's Berry farm, which is a big one. Okay. So they have that, um, which call it. They also own out, out of their bigger parks. They have Knott's Berry farm. They have Carowinds, which is in North Carolina. That's a big park I constantly hear about, people post about. They have really good rides. Um, They have Cedar Point in Sandusky, Ohio. That's another massive park that people talk about a lot of times. Um, They also own Dorney Park, which I always forget we have Dorney Park still. I just forget it's even there in Allentown, Pennsylvania. And it has a water park, too. They own Dorney. So, uh, which, And it's funny because I always hear people talk about the Steel Force ride, um, you know, coaster, and they have that one. So, um, they also own Kings Dominion in Virginia, which is a big park. Uh, they also own, which I absolutely love, Kings Island in Ohio. I went once so far with my family, and, and we went for during their Fright Fest, and it was such a good experience last year. Like, I mean, really, really, I love was last year or year before. I forget, but it was fantastic. Like that park kicked ass um then they own let's see uh valley fair in minnesota i don't know that park um its best ride is the wild thing sounds cool but i don't know anything about that um they own worlds of fun in missouri don't know that one either um they own michigan's adventure in michigan don't know that one either california's great america in california um canada's wonderland obviously in canada Kings Dominion, Soak City in Virginia. Now, here's here's the thing: all the rest of the things it looks like when I start scrolling down here now are all water parks because they own a lot of water parks. Um, so I'm kind of thinking, Annie, what you have in Texas is probably just water parks.
1: Probably a water park. Yeah,
2: yeah that's what I'm thinking. Uh, it's funny though. I'm scrolling down, and I, oh, here you go. <laughs> Sh- you uh, they own Schlitterbahn New Braunfels oh. in New Braunfels, Texas, which is definitely a water park.
1: Let me tell you I, though, that is a really, really good water park.
2: Is that's it a, really? I've really, really never really heard of that
1: I've seen it on travel shows. Sure. Yeah, that's like a two-day water park you could spend. Well, yeah. guess what?
2: They also own Schlitterbahn Galveston in Galveston, Texas. So yeah. I think it is just water parks for you. Mm-hmm. And that's the big ones. That's this. This article I brought up from this site is just like the big ones. um pretty good though i mean those those are good parks i'm not gonna
3: lie like i i would not mind visiting any of those parks i mean yeah they were awesome i mean it'd be interesting to see and it sounds like just from the percentage of ownership after the merge that like you know the uh cedar Fair parks is like gobbling up six flags in a way even though they're almost equal yeah but like six flags always seems to have like a quantity over quality mentality it'd be nice to see if like you know the merger like they start to invest in some quality over quantity Agreed. Oh, great this well, it's funny you should say that. So, if you go
2: online, there is a massive debate on if this is good or bad. And it's funny because even even me and my cousin got into a uh, like not an argument, just a conversation about it over the weekend though, about whether it's good or bad. And like he thinks it's going to be bad because I mean, generally what happens when when it is being clearly when they say they're going to definitely save 120 million dollars, what happens by doing that, they're going to they're going to definitely make a lot of changes. And usually that means a lot of cutbacks and that doesn't necessarily mean better. Now they're claiming part of what they're going to do though, is that through all the savings that they make, they're going to reinvest that into upkeep of the park and refurbishing the parks and make the parks better. Hopefully that is true. However, that's not always the case. A lot of times it is simply in private equity. You squeeze it out, you save the money, and then you sell, 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 and make a profit. And there you go. So who the hell knows what's going to happen down the line, but, the the logic is that in the first four or five years you'll usually see improvements yes you'll i mean behind the scenes they're going to probably if you work at the parks you're probably not going to be very happy because they're probably definitely gonna do staff cuts and all that but the parks themselves to the public eye should hopefully mean that they do do improvements because otherwise they just look like bold-faced liars and it looks bad The to combine two massive parks like that you know and not actually live up to anything you're saying would be like ridiculous. So I kind of think that, that, you know, in the end, we are going to get some better stuff out of it. Um, You know uh, if you reach out to six flags, I'm not going to read it, but they actually do have a canned statement where they put back out and it's very polite, but they basically are, are, you know, the, the gist of what they say is that thanks for reaching out to us. Um, You know, we we know everybody has questions about this. And basically, all we want to tell you right now is that we expect to close in the first quarter of 2024. There are absolutely no plans to change the names or branding of either Six Flags or Cedar Fair Parks. And that's in everything, including the original press releases, meaning that they're not going to suddenly be like Six Flags is gone. It's all Cedar Parks or vice versa. They're not Mm -hmm. looking to do that, which definitely why would they do that? They're all known brand names for many, many years. That would be the stupidest thing they could do. So they're not looking to do that. Uh, But they're also making a big point of saying anything you bought right now for next year will probably be staying exactly it is for next year. We can't make any changes nor will we make any changes while we're not actually finalized and we're not going to be merged until hopefully the end of quarter one of 2024. So all that basically means no effect next year that we're going to see. Like if you bought a season's pass for next year, they're not suddenly going to change it and be like, okay, now you can go to Cedar Park. It's not going to happen. So, I mean, for next year, nothing for us, really. That's how I look at it, at least. But for the following year in 2025, that's when, if it does close in quarter one next year, we'll definitely see some things. So, it's definitely something interesting to follow up on and see, you know, where it goes. But, um, yeah, there's it's so funny because there's people that are, like, online. I've seen both sides of the fence. There's Cedar Point fans that are, like, our parks are so much prettier, well-maintained, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just, it's just going to... Like this is going to be the best thing either for you or the worst thing for us because they're going to dumb us down and make us into shitty parks like Great Adventure. Then you got Great Adventure fans that are like, "Fuck you guys! Our parks are awesome. You guys suck," you know. So it's like, who the hell knows? I mean, I like both. I, I still like our park. It has its plus and minuses. I've gone to other Great Adventure parks. I mean, not Great Adventure Six Flags parks. They're fine. I have no, I have no problem with them. And I now I've you know gone to a couple of the Cedar Fair ones and they're all fine too. So I don't know. I think it's all just a wait and see, but. What are you? What are your guys' opinions? I know you guys have been mulling it over. You guys have known about the merger. Any thoughts on it?
0: It sucks because you know there's going to it's going to come with uh, consolidation, as everything does, you know. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe with the, how large they are, it won't be so bad. Maybe there'll be enough. Um, but it would require probably things like transfers and all that sort of stuff, you know. Um, but. Uh, I wish them the best. I hope that it, uh, <laughs> it, really it, it sucks. It absolutely is terrible. We were all there when they uh, cut it by about 30% or more. Um, and yeah, It was pretty awful. Pretty
3: awful. Well, I mean, you think about it, though. You know, the very senior execs, they're not going to have any reason to keep both of them around. So whichever one really gobbled up the other, those people are all going to be out. So, you know, that's probably like, getting you most of the way there in terms of your cost savings for that 120 million between all That's not centers. necessarily true. So like I'm not going to name my company, but my company got bought by another company and technically we were the bigger
2: company, but they were the more profitable company with more money. So they ended up being the larger owner and company because they had more money. They annihilated their own staff in the first year, hardcore. And then we didn't get hit at all interesting and then two years later this year they annihilated our staff huh so they waited and they killed their own people first which is funny because part of you wants to go well that was fair and the other part goes well we all got screwed and nothing's fair this yeah, all sucks you yeah, know? Yeah. so it doesn't always work that way yeah it doesn't always work that way
3: well it really just still- comes
2: down to whatever honestly at the end of the day it's it's not that they care about either company that in that manner what they care about is who do we squeeze to
3: get the most money right away
0: yeah what will improve the stocks it's so many things
3: it's all about the shareholders absolutely you don't need two ceos you don't need two like you know oh that that changes pretty quick and cfos so like those people i don't know how much they're making but they're probably making tens of millions of dollars a year right now so you know getting them out of the way or at least one of the two of each of those are going to save a ton of money.
2: That's true. That That is true too. Sure. Absolutely. We have a couple of friends that joined in the comments. Hey, Bob. Yeah. Hey, Denise. <laughs> just yeah. so you know, we can't comment back. I don't know why, but it doesn't let us comment back. <laughs> yeah, I, I, tried. Right back. <laughs> I, I tried and I got so
0: far. I thought I was going to make it and it didn't happen.
2: Yeah, I did too. And it just tries to bring me to YouTube and I'm like, I'm not going to YouTube. So, <laughs> But, um, uh, all right. I didn't even realize that. Hey, Denise. <laughs> um, let's jump over. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to just to get this out of the way pretty quick. Cause I love doing this. Uh, let's jump over to our little entertainment game real fast. Um, so, you know, as, as anyone who hasn't listened to this before um, would not know what we do is, is each of us tries to find two entertainment related, usually like a TV show or something like that, that revolved around theme parks and we've been keeping a running list and we're not allowed to reuse it. Okay. So list is getting pretty large. Um we we post a list on our Facebook page. I haven't done it in the last two episodes, but I'll do it after this one. Um and I'll jump in first this time because I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna follow Andy. Okay, because typically Andy slips in a TV show or like an animated thing where I'm like, oh, that's a good one. I didn't think about that. Oh, I, I've been coming
0: with backup because everyone's been coming up with good ones. I'm like, oh, I better have a backup. I got. Oh, I
2: do too. I have backup oh, soon. Yeah. However, I like these two so much that that's why I'm going first. Because I'm nice. like, I don't want someone to be like, like I don't want Scott to be like, oh, I did this. And I'm like, oh, I have to go to my yeah. backup because I like these two and they're so. I can't believe we miss this one. My first one is. Cartman Land. Oh, I have it down. I got it down. I'm
0: like, what do I use Cartmanland? Ah! One of my favorite episodes. I
2: love, it. I love park. it. Uh season five, episode six. Cartman hates theme park lines. Cartman inherits like a million dollars, so he buys the local theme park, so no one else can ride the ride yeah. but him. Only him. However, Nobody's there to like run the rides or maintain the rides or do anything. So he's like, he's trying to get this one guy, this maintenance guy to like run the rides for him. And he'll like, he's like, well, I'll give you free rides. And the guy's like, I don't care. I want money. Why don't you just let five people in every day and that'll cover my salary. And he goes, okay. So now it's Cartman and five people. But then They want food. The people come in there. So he's like, well, you got to let five more in so you can cover the food. Okay. So As you can see, by the time we get to the end of the episode, he's got to let, like, you
0: know, (laughs)
1: 10,000 keep the
2: park running, you know, (laughs) which he's angry as shit. But it is so funny to see little fat Cartman in the beginning of that when he first buys a park and be like, Yay, nobody else gets to ride. And (laughs) it's great because, you know, all of us that work in a park, the worst thing for us is to go to another park and wait on a line. No, that's why I do it you exits, you know. So I felt it. I was like, oh man, that would be awesome. You know. <laughs>
0: and, and your timing's great because when he goes over his hatred of the lines, it's themed, if you remember, to the Grinch.
2: Yep. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. See, you, you do. You do. Yeah, man. Um, my next one, I'm I'm gonna impose the the um uh, the vacation rule that This show, we can't use any other episodes because what I'm about to say encompasses multiple episodes, but another animated favorite of mine, Bob's Burgers, has Wonder Wharf, which is like their version of like, you know, Seaside or Wildwood, and it's a pier with – it's a full amusement park on a pier that is literally right connected to where Bob's Burgers' burger joint is, and multiple episodes – they end up having like adventures in the Wonder Wharf like amusement park. There's like one where they find like a whole secret ride, a dark ride hidden underneath, but they find dead bodies of the mechanics and stuff in it. Like there's so many good episodes with really macabre shit in the amusement park industry that crack me up. Um, but constantly the people that own Wonder the the, the park, it's the two brothers that also Bob pays rent for. Okay. And he basically pays rent to the one two of them own the park and the one's always trying to scam and sell the park from the other. So there's a lot of episodes where like, you know, they are all park centric and they're kind of screwing each other. Um, The main one that, that I would, I would quote is called war force or how Bob saves destroys the town. Um, Season four, episode 21, motivated by the promise of a beachside burger restaurant, Bob's helps Felix, which is the one owner, talk to Mr. Fish Oder, which is the other into selling wonder wharf. Um, but there's so many Wonder Wharf, like, episodes yeah. that are all revolving around the amusement parks, and I was like, oh, I, I got to bring up Bob's Burgers and Wonder Wharf, so nice. those are my two. All right, please. so I feel like I screwed you since I took the one, so I'll let you go next. Oh, no, all good. I got, like, a
0: whole running list, and uh, I wish I would have thought to do it this time around because of the Grinch as you were saying, and I was like, ooh, that's good timing because of the Grinch. I always think about it more as Halloween because I love when he's going through the spook house and, and Butters gets upset that the spook house isn't going. And when he goes through, every time I go through a haunted house, he's like, ooh, I'm so scared. I always do that <laughs> line, you know? Oh so, yeah, no, it's fantastic. Fantastic. I love it. I highly recommend it when nobody's seen Cartman Land. Um, and, and there are multiple South Park episodes. We'll just leave it at Cartman Land for now because I have others on the list, of course. Yep. Um, oh,
2: south park yes yeah, south park i only did the one because you're yes. right there's other amusement parks so that doesn't but with bob's it's just one park yeah yeah it's a cheat if we each talk about the same damn park you know
0: exactly exactly no i'll do the sopranos and the one episode of the sopranos where they go to ride land which i i was doing a little research i didn't mm. notice where it was i don't think it really matters but it's fantastic it's the one where uh Uh, Johnny Soprano, Tony's father is taking his daughter Janice to the carnival and he's like why can't I go? Why all the mobsters were bringing their daughters to the carnival because it was actually a secret fencing operation but the (laughs) best if you're not familiar with it please watch it because they even drag a guy a clown out. The clown was in on it too. It's fantastic. It's so good. They're pulling the clown's like cuff behind the back. He's got the big the big rainbow. It's fantastic you got to check it out. Um, and they they have a couple episodes, so I'll just leave it at Rideland. And I believe the episode is called The Ride because uh Tony actually uh he, he sneaks in the trunk of the car, and and that's how he's actually you're seeing it all from his point of view, how it all unfolds, and his father's arrested along with the clown and uh, and and uh and junior I think was also grabbed in that one as well. Fantastic episode, definitely check it out. And then I'm gonna go with something a little different because it just happened last weekend. Uh anybody who was watching football Uh, or hasn't seen it, go to YouTube, Uh, Tyreek Hill, the cheetah, scored a touchdown and did an awesome, awesome celebration with the other Dolphins. Go just watch it. Fantastic. Not only did they do a roller coaster scenario, lap bar check included. Like, definitely check it out. You guys will love it. They did an awesome job. They're definitely fans. You can tell they're fans of theme parks because they even got the lap bars in there. Um so yeah, highly encourage you to check that
2: out. Chris, find that one on YouTube and then send it to me.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I'll grab it. it. Yeah, I'll grab it. It's fantastic. Cool.
2: Uh I feel like I let Scott go first last time. So uh you're going
1: last. yeah You're going last. No, last
2: time
3: Scott you likes
1: going last. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I Andy. came up with two that I'd never heard of before this week. Um both seem to be teen dramas. First one is a series that actually aired on MTV in 2014 for eight episodes called Happy Land. Yes. That I'm pretty sure we haven't mentioned before. Uh, Happy Land um, is filmed in a small amusement park called uh, Scandia Family Fun Center in California. And the plot is about a girl who works at this amusement park and meets this guy they're both like characters who you know she kind of likes and they have a thing that starts kind of up between the two of them total plot twist spoiler alert she finds out that that's secretly her brother <laughs> 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 so if you're into teen amusement park incest <laughs> it sounds like it might be your series you can stream it on the mtv app scott's
2: already looking it up yeah.
1: <laughs> this other one sounds like something up your alley, Steve, um, which is recent. And again, I've never heard of it. A movie called The Park I um, that came out this year. And it's um, a dystopian future movie type thing where there's a virus that eliminates all the adults in the world, leaving only the kids. And they uh, mm-hmm. all kind of band together in this old rundown amusement park. And then the plot seemed pretty similar to that book, Fantastic Land, um, where they all form little tribes and everything. Yep. But what I thought was cool with this is the abandoned amusement park that this is filmed at is really an abandoned amusement park. They filmed it at Six Flags, New Orleans, ah. which was destroyed during Katrina and never opened again. And it has just been basically sitting in ruins since then. So, um, again, I have not seen that either, but you can stream it on the Tubi app. So 64 <laughs> Rotten Tomato rating. You know,
2: I, I knew of it, but I didn't know it actually got released anywhere yet. So that's good that you said it's on two because I'll watch it. I had no idea it got released. I did know about it, but I, same as you. I was like, I don't know where the hell to we'll watch it. I didn't think it even got released. So that's funny. Cool. Good job. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Scott.
3: <laughs> uh, let's see. I mean, eventually I'm sure I'm gonna like come across one that's already been used, but I'll give it a whirl. So First one I put down is Willy's Wonderland, which I picked because it's a Nicolas Cage movie. <laughs> it was made in 2021. And it's basically, it's you know, he's basically stuck in like a place with a bunch of animatronics. He was hired to, like, I guess, be the janitor or something, and he wound up, you know, fighting a bunch of demon possessed animatronics at night. So,
2: yeah, it's Five Nights at Freddy's before they released a movie. It's yeah. the exact same thing, literally, exact same thing.
3: 61 uh, Rotten Tomatoes,
2: so it's fresh. It's actually good. It's yeah, actually so, good. Yeah, it, I have seen it. It's, it's really good. It's one that's like blue, so it's on my list. I was like, that's yeah, like, that's an easy backup, and I knew one of you would pick it before I
3: ever got to it. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I have Andy's on there too. I was actually uh, working there at the time when that came out, and I wanted to cry because I think that's like all – I don't know. It's definitely been a dream of mine to do an actual – Sitcom or show, you know what I mean? That involves a yep. the theme park, and I gotta say, if if it was even executed well, um, I would have it wouldn't have been that upsetting. But it was it was not very good, <laughs> and uh, and it was extremely show based too. So I guess the person probably came from a show background. Like it was mostly shows related. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't really care for it. Didn't watch that much of it, but I didn't care for it. Um, <laughs> And a little little heartbreaking, yes.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And the other one I came up with was 2013 Scream Park. Yep. Which an unsuccessful amusement park owner commits a bunch of gruesome murders to drive up ticket sales. Not bad.
2: And then uh, our friend Chris Bassett put, what about the coaster in Nothing But Trouble?, so nothing but trouble is is what's considered one of the most failed comedy movies to ever come out with um with Dan Aykroyd. And and exactly. if you've never seen it, Dan Aykroyd has a prosthetic nose that's a dick. And in one scene, they have a dinner and they flick mustard on it, and it's like everyone keeps looking at it. They keep closing up on it, and it's like something dripping off of it. it's hysterical. Yeah. I have to assume that's the that's the movie he's referring to. I don't remember the coaster, but I'll look it up. If there is, uh, good- it's the
0: you know he he anybody who's not deemed worthy or like he's gonna penal a kill essentially you know he sends right. them out on that co- the conveyor belt and the coaster and you know how oh, drops I don't, them off. See, I, don't I, I don't remember that yeah, I honestly
2: yeah. because I was an effects artist actively working at the time. I only remember the prosthetics because I remember the movie got shit on it was like a massive failure. But I loved it because the prosthetics were funny as hell, you know. Right,
0: right. I, I enjoyed, enjoyed it. It's, it's it's a mess in some ways, but it's it's Jersey, you know, weird Jersey, which is absolutely. kind of fun. And yep. uh, yeah, it has its things. Uh, what's It's it, it, the name of it. The Humpty Dance. They're in it yes, too. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All around the world, it's fantastic.
2: Yep. It's got yep. a lot of good things too. Well, Chris, you made the list because that goes on the list.
0: Oh, <laughs> so, no. you know, you're in. You're
2: in. There's a roller coaster in that. That's what I don't remember it either, but Paluso says absolutely.
0: And I, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, homemade, homemade. homemade. And I would say it's hard. I want to encourage people to shout out things, but at the same time, don't hurt us, guys. We got to come up with one every. <laughs> we got
2: to come up with two, two every freaking show. <laughs> <No, laughs> <hurt> they <that's> lists. That's <laughs> the fun of the game. It's gonna right now. It's kind of easy. Like honestly, I, I have a list of sixteen more at least. Yeah, here. I, got I mean, a bunch. I got a bunch. but I got every time sure we ones. do this, yeah, another one gets knocked off. And I'm like, oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah It's <laughs> like,
2: nothing. ooh, oh, all right, all right. <laughs> um. We got to wrap up pretty quickly um, because we are running out of time. However, however, uh, I'm going to try to sneak in two real fast before we shut down. And, I, and, and Ming, I don't feel bad because you guys started late. So we're going to steal some time. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> uh, what should we call it? So um, we're going to do IAPA. We'll talk about IAPA on the next one. However, uh, I'm going to post the coasters that were, um, that were brought up in iapa that were like the new coasters for next year um i'm not gonna go in iapa if you don't know what IAPA it is. it is it's i-a-a-p-a okay look up iapa november expo and you'll be able to see but they have some really cool coasters coming up including six flags ones that are badass okay um i cannot stress how absolutely cool some of them are like they're dopey as shit, but yet I still want to ride them so freaking bad because they look so goddamn cool. Um, let's see if I can actually bring it up. Hold on a second. I can bring it up real quick. Give me a sec. Let's go. There's one that I just thought was the coolest freaking coaster ever. First of all, do you guys know about Holiday Land? Have you guys ever heard of, and I think we talked about it in the last podcast, but there is a park that is based on holidays. You guys know that, right? It sounds familiar,
0: but yeah,
1: I, I feel like we talked about it briefly. But, yeah, you know. we have.
2: I've never gone it. there, but the more I hear about what they have, the more I want to go. Just because they, it seems like they're a park that doesn't aim to have the fastest or the biggest coasters, but the coolest looking and the funnest. Mm-hmm. And they're opening up a Thanksgiving coaster,
3: <laughs> and you're riding a big turkey. You are riding a gravy boat.
2: Look at that <laughs> thing! Look at that thing, man! i uh, like I want to ride it. That is the like coolest great. design. That's great. I, I I there are some designs that are really 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 badass here. Um, uh, Eric, let me let me bring up a Six Flags. See, that
1: should one. be their log flume. Uh-huh,
2: oh, yeah. Andy. Yeah, it's
1: like you're eating right the mind. Andy, it's
2: like should you're reading mind. So in I don't know how to pronounce it. Qu- qu- quitta. Q I D D Y A. It's it's you know obviously in a country outside of the United States. Okay, they are building um, a Six Flags park, and they are going to build their own very unique log flume. And let me share my screen. I'm starting to get the hang of this now.
1: It only took three years.
2: I know. I know. <laughs> so this is the front of their flume. Uh, their their flume car. And that's the side. It's pretty uh, badass.
3: It's a reed boat.
2: Yeah. It's pretty badass though, man. Because it all looks like like an old school, like oh, you know, great. a work boat. I'm that's like, that's great. cool, man. I like that. That's really cool. Um, you know, Andy, I have a soft spot for the flumes. So, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, but we'll talk a little bit about IAPA next time. IAPA is worth talking about simply because if you don't know what it is, they have an expo. And all the basically big amusement parks will come out and they will actually show what they'll put like a sample of the train, like all the cars and stuff in the expo. So you get to see what everything's going to look like. And it is pretty cool. Um, We're going to do some really, really fast news and then we're going to close out. Chris, I think you have uh, something about Orlando, don't you?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. We're way over, but uh, yeah, some people had a real nice Thanksgiving uh treat uh riptide ro- rip ride rocket if anybody's familiar with that in uh universal orlando um stopped it looks like at the crown um and it was uh people were stuck up there you know kind of lounging i guess they were lounging on thanksgiving so that's not so bad they were laid back you know for about an hour it just sat there um Yeah, yeah. So uh, apparently they got lucky, which we've gotten lucky before, too, when an unusual breakdown happens. um, And it was at the end of the day. Um, So, yeah, they uh, they kind of cleared the park. So information as far as how clear it was hard to tell whether they just pushed it over, got it going or what. But it sounded like people said, hey, we heard the car going over. Um, eventually, you know, after about an hour, it finally went, but they had to call fire. You know, I think they called it a, a technical rescue is what it was referred to as the fire department. Um, but yeah, it doesn't, it's not clear on whether they were taken off. And to be honest, in an hour, I don't think you could. Um, I would try to share, but I've never actually done that before, <laughs> so I'm not going to mess with, with that. It three
3: years, and I
0: learned. I Exactly. Learned. Don't exactly. learn. Um,
1: <laughs> well, you know,
0: I see it here, present, and uh, but I'm not seeing my actual
2: picture that I have up. Um, now, click present, and yeah. then um, share screen, then click window, the tab in the middle. Oh, okay. There we go. All right. And here. then click on the one where you have your thing. Yeah.
0: How's that? You seeing it? There it is. So as you can see, it's like I think maybe if it were a little lower on this lift, that would probably be – I mean, I would hope anywhere we have a li- uh, the chain, you would have some sort of controlled area. still difficult. But as you can see, it's like kind of up, going, you know, curving a little bit. So I don't know. Maybe that posed the problem. But I think they probably must have gotten it going and gotten it over the edge because there's no way you're unloading that with the fire department in an hour <laughs> you know like because the fire department got there probably what you figure like 30 minutes or something like that after it was called in 20 minutes after um yeah yeah so good thanksgiving treat for some folks and uh you know <laughs> nothing wrong Fine. with that you know you decide to hit the park on thanksgiving and you know you get stuck
2: <laughs> fun Fine. Fine. um What we got I I have one that I'm going to wait till the next one on, and then I'm going to – this is going to be my last one. I'm going to throw it real fast. Uh, You guys can look this up. Um, I'm not going to show the picture, but it's all over the internet. So, um, mom starts debate after photo captures her breastfeeding baby on Disney ride. Her comment, come on, man. We're all humans.
3: (laughs) Right.
0: Can't argue with that. We are humans.
2: (laughs) But I usually take a piss on the ride, though, either. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah <right. laughs> to, to give you to give you a, a quick recap without reading the article in any way, um, this lady went to Epcot, okay, and she's from Georgia, and she has two kids, one's three, one's one, and it was their first time ever experiencing Disney, and they went on one of the um, you know the tamer log flumes basically, and so the ki- the the, the one year old was just grabbing like you know I want a drink. And she's like, "All right, well, we're in a dark, and it's easier if I just let her drink than if I, you know, push right. her, like hold her back." So she went ahead and I let her start breastfeeding, and, and or or him. I'm not sure if the poppy. I don't know if that's a boy or a girl. And yeah. uh, and it ca- it was right at the photo spot. So I <laughs> the photo, and it's very clear. It's on every. It's everywhere, and. Uh, So her cousin thought it was funny, was like, Can I post that online? And she's like, Oh yeah, that's hysterical. Oh yeah, people don't like that. (laughs) that. There are so many people like circle
1: of light. Sure, Sure, it was an emergency. Sure, it was an
2: emergency. Of course, the the Puritans are like, you know, the baby could have died. The baby could have flown out of her hands. How's that baby not in a restraint? And it's one of those, it's like a regular log film. There's no real restraints or anything. And she was very, like, her comments are really funny where she's like, I don't really understand why people are pissed off. Like, this is a really calm ride, and it was easier than the kids screaming. Wow. And actually, I oh, yeah, have more I
1: control over the
2: baby. Yeah. yeah well, was, how long is your your
0: log flume ride? What does it mean? Exactly. Three minutes? Four? Yeah. Tops?
2: Exactly. You
0: could probably have waited.
2: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know what's funny? I thought the same thing. And her whole point was like, it was just easier for me to just let her have it or him have it than, you know, than, than waiting and having the kids start screaming and ruin everybody else's ride. And I'm like, I don't know. I see both sides to be honest with you. But the fact that she realized when the light went off, that she was caught, she is laughing And the photo is worth looking up because it is hysterical. She's just like, I got caught. (laughs) Hey,
0: and I'll give her. I can almost guarantee it's not listed in the sign of things you can't do. (laughs) I agree.
1: I thought that too. It does say no eating or drinking. drinking. I'm I'm sure sure. it's not there.
0: (laughs) Now you're going to go. You know, if you have the guys that are like this, the little guys, you're going to have like, you know, the same type of, you know, diagram. You can have like one of those diagrams with the X going through, right? like no front so Oh my God! Can you
2: imagine a diagram with like a boob and a little baby, and it's just a big figure? Though they got to figure out how to do that with a stick figure. No boobs on the ride. What does this mean? You know.
3: it probably would have been fine if she would have brought enough for everyone. I don't ah, know. Yeah, see.
2: <laughs> All right, on that note. Oh, yeah,
0: well, that's, uh, on that note...
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, we're definitely out of time. So many thanks. Everybody who joined us via Facebook Live, everybody that gave a comment, we absolutely see your comments. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Everyone that's listening live, we appreciate you as well. Thank you. We wish you all the happiest of holidays. Signing off for now, I'm Steve Hicks and my co hosts are Scott Mountain, Chris Beluso.
1: And I'm Andy already. Bye bye. Have
2: a great day and a wonderful new year, everybody. Thanks, everyone. No Have a holidays. good one. Happy
0: New Year, everyone.
2: Bye, guys. Ha, <laughs>